The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back with you, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency. For all your equipment financing needs, go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark, as we welcome in Hall of Fame coach with Colorado, with Northwestern, and uh, standout player and Hall of Famer at Missouri, Gary Barnett with us to get going. Coach, how's the week been? Thanks for the time. Well, it's been uh, interesting watching all the recruiting, the signees, which, uh, you know, it used to be this was the biggest day of the year for college football fans. And now it's just another day because most of the work's already been done. And so it's sort of interesting to watch how this calendar has changed. But uh, still some interesting guys, but still not what it used to be. Now, Nebraska ended up uh, able to, to, to add five more. They have 28 high school players, 11 portal coach, and, and 39 uh, new additions overall. Coach Prime, and uh, I know Colorado really closed well with the high school talent, and a lot of five stars, and then also did well in the portal. And, and I want to ask you here, what, what's a what's a new normal for you when it comes to hit rate versus attrition here in this portal and NIL era? Oh boy, you know, Chris, it's it's just it's gone up and up each mm-hmm. year, and so I don't know what the real hit rate's going to be. I mean, Colorado's taken, I think, twenty six portal kids now, um, and so. Uh, when you look at the average, it looks like it's somewhere between 12 and 16 to 17 kids leaving mm-hmm. every year. That's what sort of looks like to me for, for, for different reasons, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's um, going to be a grad transfer or whether it's, you know, you know, a coach comes in, like in Prime's case, and says that, you know, really we – we need you to move on. We're not going to keep you around. So he, he goes in, or if the kid decides he wants to go in. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's new territory here, I think, for everybody. But it, it looks like to me it's about 12 to 16 is, is pretty average. What's the reality when it comes to recruiting in, in Colorado? I want to get your take there. And then also Coach Rule yesterday in his presser saying, look, uh, this is Nebraska. We we should recruit well, and that's not always been the mindset for some coaches in Lincoln, uh, just because it's not a, a direct flight. But kind of compare each spot. You coached against Nebraska for a lot of years, but you also recruited against Nebraska, and you were able to get. So, how difficult is each spot to get kids to? Well, I 
You know, it's um, we we went to the places where there were a lot of students, um, regular students from those places like California. You know, there were a lot of just regular students going to Colorado from California. So that was an area it seemed like because there was so much interest by so many people in in CU at at that time it was it was normal to go get the athletes from there too and texas because we'd always had a pipeline there and it's because it's you know really one of the best places to recruit in the country period and then colorado for us because mostly because of my background Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's what you're supposed to do if you're a state school but it was even more so for me um but nebraska always came in and, and took a player or two and and obviously they just took another kid out of they took it the Regis corner mm-hmm. I know uh, just just recently just in this last signee class and it it comes down to like in Matt's case or Coach Prime's case Coach all of Coach Prime's guys oh, Coach Sanders I don't want to call him Coach Prime I don't go I don't go there so <laughs> Coach Sanders Coach Sanders all these guys are from Florida and. Uh, Mississippi, and so this is the first time in like 40 years that we signed like seven players, more players from Florida than any other state. That's the first time that that hasn't been either Colorado, Texas, or California. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going to go there because that's where they're from and that's where they like to recruit. Now, Taking them out of there and keeping them out of there is going to be one thing. It'd be, it'd be something else because uh, you know that's a big cultural change. It's a big climate change, and it's a you know it looks enticing and exciting when you first get going. But living there and going through it, uh, it becomes a different problem, no matter where it is. So. It, it'll be interesting to watch how this all unfolds. I, I think they only took one player from the state of Colorado. I looked yesterday. There were 16 Power 5 players from Colorado that signed, anywhere from Washington uh, to Wisconsin uh, to Nebraska to Washington State took three, uh, Stanford, um, Arizona State. So, I mean – Kansas State took one. So it's, you know, 16 Power 5 is pretty good. And there's another 16 uh, from the group of five that are out there. So Wyoming's, Colorado State's, et cetera. So um, 16's a pretty good number. Uh, and to only get one, you know, someone's sooner or later going to question that. Depends on how many games you win, though. <laughs> but uh, the more the more Coach Sanders gets acclimated and understands Colorado, he'll, he'll probably change that. Coach Gary Barnett's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And do you find that, that Colorado had the same issues as Nebraska's had in recent years with, with breaking the preconceived notions of kids about a place? Nebraska, you hear from a lot of recruits that come to town, well, I was expecting a stadium surrounded by cornfields, and, and Lincoln just surprised me with, with the kind of city it was. Did you ever experience that at, at Colorado with, in the city of Boulder? Well, not really. Um, uh, once again, because we would recruit California, Texas, uh, and Colorado Primarily, I think uh, you know you, you try to get lucky on the weather, but 
you walk in, you you land at the airport and you drive into Colorado and there's an overlook there, and I I don't care who you are if you've got a heartbeat you get excited, <laughs> and um, so that was never an issue uh, for us. So I mean, once we got those kids from Texas and they were coming in on Highway 36 over the overlook, uh, I mean you had you had a hook in them right away. So. Uh, and, and, they, and they were all always worried about the weather. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. Kids grow up in the South or Texas, and they, they worry about the weather. And in reality, it's not really a big deal. But, um, uh, yeah, once, once, they, once you got them on campus, you, you always had a chance. Coach Gary Barnett is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Coach, f- over to the Nebraska side for spring ball, trying to get that number of players down to the number of scholarships that you can have. Should fans be more worried about who's emerging themselves from the crowd? Because we talked about this earlier today. Or should they be more worried about who is leaving? Because, obviously, the guys who are emerging themselves and separating themselves are doing that for a reason. Yeah, and May 1 opens up the portal again. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a whole new world out there for all this sort of stuff. And, you know, Nebraska's never had the problem that Colorado's had. when we, We've hardly ever had enough players to do a spring game. You guys have always had enough players. I mean, you, you, you carry 150 guys pretty regularly, I think, or at least that's what it seems like and looks like. Uh, so, no, I think for you guys it's going to be who leaves, uh, who who feels like uh, this isn't going to work out for them. Um, and this year, because of so many transfers that are coming in and early enrollees, we're going to have you know we're we're going to have the numbers this year to have a spring game that we haven't had before. So, but I, I think to answer your question, it would come down to more who, who who's going to leave and who gets weeded out in this process. Coach, did you see Max Olson's article in The Athletic on quarterback attrition? I did. And uh, your thoughts, and just to reset for the audience, uh, Max did a deep dive into top 50 quarterbacks from 2017 through 2020 and some pretty startling numbers. And you sign a stud quarterback coach, he ain't going to be around. <laughs> it's, it's the the long and short of the story. But any way to 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 fight that back? There's instances of guys that that worked out well, and if they made a start and it went okay, the Trevor Lawrence's of the world, then obviously you kept them. But more times than not, you had guys make their way because the grass is greener. That that incentive through this era we're talking about, seventeen through twenty. Um, there's incentive to look elsewhere because of NIL, and you had that free transfer year. Yeah, well, what was the number? Seventy percent. Seventy percent transferred. Yes, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I, I think it's just the way you got to accept it. You know, if you uh, if you got a kid that uh, that is really good and you want to keep him, you better play him. But as a coach, you you know, you're about building character and building teams. And sometimes it's not in the best interest of your team to go play this guy right now. Mm-hmm. And so how do you balance that? I don't know. I, I, I think that probably guys are going to get so calloused all this, and they'll just say, you know what, if I lose him, I can go get another one. And um, so it ends up 
you know, coaches using that uh, instead of being worried about it. That would be a problem for me, mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, uh, because I'm, I guess I'm so, uh, you know, for me, being a teacher, you know, I just thought this was a time in everybody's life, these kids' life, where they go through so many of these changes and, you know, it's an 18-year-old high, an 18-year-old college freshman is so different than a 22 or 23-year-old college mm-hmm. senior. It's just amazing. I mean, it's it's not even fair to look at the two, but for me, I I always wanted to be a part of that, and I enjoyed being a part of that. And so it, it would bother me to to have them coming and going like that, and that uh, you know not being able to be part of their lives as much as I wanted to be or would have been if it were in the old school situation. Coach, I want to ask you about, uh, do you keep uh, an ear or an eye on Arizona high school football? And, and I'm at Chandler where, uh, where Riola was at to, to Pinnacle uh, where he transferred to, and not just him, but a, but a lot of guys. What's, what's the, the high school situation like in, in Arizona and, I mean, there's just just a ton of quarterbacks that, that the college football world goes to your neck of the woods to go get kids for their next uh, for the next guy in their program. It, it, there are a ton of quarterbacks. You're exactly right. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. I'd have to see the stats on it. But there can't be a state that pr- produces more high level college quarterbacks uh, than maybe maybe California. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I'm sure Texas is in there. But but. Arizona's become one of those, and it's because a little bit because of the weather, you can be outside all the time, and uh, I think because of the coaches, I think there's really a good group of coaches down here. Um, you know, most of these kids, most of these schools are, are really good, and so academically, uh, they're established. Mm-hmm. I think the Pac-12, every school in the country, every school in the Pac-12 recruits down here very heavily, and so I think that influences mm-hmm. it as well to have coaches coming in all the time from all the Pac-12 schools and they're they're coming for skill kids primarily and so I think that that has a little bit of influence on it as well but yeah it's it's really been an outstanding area for quarterbacks coach we were talking about fan bases and and road environments and it goes back to the Illinois student section for basketball what's the rudest or toughest student section you faced as a coach and as a player? Um, the rudest, I'll tell you one of the most fun as a coach was Kansas. Really? Uh, oh, my gosh. The kids were right behind you, and they were so <laughs> funny. I I would be talking to a player, and one of these kids would say something, and I, I would have to break out laughing. Uh, it was just funny. I don't know why. It, was, it just happened to be that way. Uh, you know, the toughest place for us for in the Big Ten was, was Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Big 12, Oklahoma was tough. Kansas was fun. Um, Texas Tech was entertaining as well. That was pretty crazy. That horse. Um, so, I mean, that was crazy uh, at Texas Tech. But uh, that was about it. But they were all fun. You know, you look you look forward to going to them. You really did. Well, what's the? I got a sixty seconds. What's the story behind the antlers in Missouri? 
The Antlers? Yeah. Oh. The, 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 the student group, the Antlers, were you familiar with that? Was that? No, what? you know what? They came in way after I, was, I left. I've heard about them. I know about them, but I don't know much about them. So I can't give you okay. much history on that one. Well, uh, they, they were uh, infamous uh, back in the day. I don't know that they're around anymore, but yeah, I don't either. I was yeah. wondering, Coach. Have a good weekend. Uh, swing the clubs, all right, and uh, we'll get caught up soon. All right. All right, guys. Great being with you. Thank you. Thank you. There he is, Gary Barnett, with us on Hale Varsity Radio. Now, if the Antlers were able to pull off a heist of Little Red, do you think they'd be able to get the Buffalo? Ralph, no. Ralphie, yeah. Oh, I'd, 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 I'd pay, pay to, to see it. it. Yeah, that'd be great. Take the words right out of my mouth. Right? Yeah, I'd pay to see I mean, it. There's been some good like live mascot heists through the years. Hey. I mean, we haven't had one in a while. Well, good luck. You need about seven trank darts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. You, you might. I mean, depends on how much Coors Ralphie's had. <laughs> Amir Abdullah, next on Hale Varsity Radio.